0: Everybody, welcome back to Revolutionize the Stage podcast. We have two lovely guests here with us Danny and David of DKDK DK TV.
1: I'm Danny from DKDK DK TV. I'm David. Hi.
0: Hi. Thank you guys for joining. Thank you for having us. Yes, of course. Oh, wow. You guys have um, some new iterations with DKDK DK TV. Uh, we
1: have a new business, it's called Naked. Mm-hmm. In- Wait, Naked Soul. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Naked Soul. I <laughs> have a new okay. business called Naked Soul. Uh uh-huh. um, It's where we curate uh, brands, uh, small brands, mm-hmm. local brands, and mm-hmm. uh, sell them overseas, mm. and also provide content uh, regarding the lifestyle of soul. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, go check it out if you guys want Naked Soul. Dot kr. It's yes. naked without the e. And Emily actually <laughs> read it, snack <laughs> D or something. <laughs> wow. Boy, and promo in. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty fun starting a new business. It's also a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Also, we're moving offices Oh. to Seoul Station. Oh, okay. So, which is very nice.
0: So yeah. you're moving out of uh, a DMC. DMC yeah.
1: Well, we'll still have that office. Well too, we still have that, so. but uh, we're, yeah, we're moving to a better place. I guess we're expanding. Yeah, we're expanding.
0: And it'll just be your yes, place. Yes, yes, yes. Ah, so you're not so sharing it.
1: We're, we're growing. We uh, started from nothing.
0: Yeah,
2: we started yeah. from like a basement. <laughs> basement. You know, the, <laughs> room. Room. the size of this room, probably smaller than yeah. this room, really? was the
1: start of DKDKTV. And
2: three people used the same space. Right,
1: and one person was sleeping there.
2: What? Wait, what? <laughs> one person was living
1: there, and oh. we were just using it as a studio when he was not sleeping. Uh, yeah, like uh, one wall was the backdrop Yeah, it for It was, it was so probably cool. smaller than this room.
0: Wasn't this like your army friend? Our military No, friend? no. He's no. my college buddy. Yeah. Ah, okay. We met two years ago. And um, at that fan meet, you guys have, of course, transitioned, done a lot of different kinds of content. Mm-hmm. You've opened Naked. Okay, you've done, you started KST. Mm-hmm. You just started your, uh, cr- the Critic Series. Um,
1: oh, yeah, the Music Critic Series. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, in terms of doing all of this, what kind of metrics do you guys look at to be like, okay, this is a good thing for us to start? Mm. Mm.
1: Well, I think a lot of cases honestly it's more about fun what i find really yeah yeah for (laughs) well well okay so number one thing okay it has to interest me is what i think Mm -hmm. like for example kst i i think i was the more vocal one that wanted to do that right
2: uh i I don't know just go i don't have my own i don't remember i have my own story so you go yeah yeah i don't remember who started
1: that But I just wanted, like, a really well-produced show Mm -hmm. um, that's live-streamed. So, like, that was, I guess, part of the reason why I started that. I just wanted something that looked nice. Okay. And then uh, for a critic, um, I kind of... For me, like, you know, I enjoy K-pop. But one of the things that really, I guess, saddens me is when people don't take K-pop seriously as, like, a musical form, Mm -hmm. right? And I know why people... You know, think that way People who don't listen to the K-pop Think that way, mm-hmm. you know um, It's They th- they just w- look at the um, Somewhat rabid fan culture And mm-hmm. they think Oh, it's just You know, screaming teenage girls and boys mm-hmm. uh, But uh, I, I wanted to change that perspective mm-hmm. So, like I wanted to Have like a serious musical criti- critique On K-pop music mm-hmm. So that's why I started It, it was from my own passion mm-hmm. um, Unfortunately Unfortunately <laughs> Turns out people don't really care about (laughs) music
0: criticism. Uh, So Well, you knew that going. I remember watching your live. You said you knew like you didn't care about the the views. Views.
1: Well, that's what I said initially. But then I also pay that guy too. So like at at some point, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, you put a lot of work into it. It takes a lot of work to put one video out. Um, But then like it doesn't get that much traction and people don't really care. Then that's. Honestly, like, it's hard not to be disappointed with that. Mm. But I don't know. I think it's still slowly picking up steam. So uh, we'll have to see for a few more weeks. But yeah, things like that. It's just mostly like I'm kind of passionate about those projects. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's how it started. Also, another thing is like we take a look at what our competitors are doing, what other YouTubers uh, in our field are doing. Mm -hmm. And then we try to find something that they're not providing. Uh, um and we try to utilize that a lot. So mm-hmm. critic, obviously, no one is doing that in K-pop. Mm-hmm. So um, at least in K-pop YouTube. So mm-hmm. uh, we're trying to do that, and also for KST, I don't think there's too many high production uh live stream shows in yeah. in K-pop YouTube. So we're yeah. trying to do that as well.
0: Yeah, I yeah. mean, the, so with critic, what does that tell you then for in terms of like about about. Whether it's your viewers or K-pop fans in terms of like critically reviewing things like mm. that. What does that tell you? Do you think?
1: Um, I I just think like I kind of learned that um, actually like what I kind of wanted to change is something that I cannot change. <laughs> okay, which is? <laughs> so, which is that people just enjoy K-pop, you know, on. I mean, they, so so there's a behind <laughs> story.
2: Okay. behind this critic mm-hmm. series oh. so we had like this internal meeting like mm-hmm. let's branch out let's like expand our um spectrum of content and he uh proposed critic to me and i was like yeah it sounds like a good idea but i don't think it's gonna actually like gain us a lot of views or you know like gain gain revenue or something like that you can do it as your passion project and i won't like be in your way mm-hmm. and then he was like okay I- i'll do it with my own money oh <laughs> and then I'm, I'm, I'm I'm yeah, running yes. the show with my own. Yeah, brain. so oh. so I initially I was like, I don't think K-pop fans really, you know, are that much interested into like the depths of like the musical lyrics or the production or stuff. Like, there might be a niche for that, mm-hmm. but it's like there's cost efficiency in everything. Yeah. Like, if you consider like paying a hundred bucks per episode and you don't make the cut, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the business can't go on. So I was like, yeah, if if you're willing to take the risk yourself, <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, go sure go yeah. on for it. But yeah, it was like that. And mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah, I just I just like mu- reading music reviews. Okay, it's something that I used to like doing when I was like a kid. Yeah, so th- just a passion. So, so
2: this is yeah. like the drastic difference between us. Like he goes for what he's personally like passionate about. Okay, I mean I'm not saying I don't I exclude my passion entirely, but mm-hmm. it's like money. No, no, I'm I'm a, I'm a more like <laughs> I'm a more guy that observes what works in the market. I'm more market-driven. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, for KST, for DK News, for uh, the Shorts, the React Shorts we recently launched, mm-hmm. those were all stemmed from DK News, uh, PewDiePie News, mm-hmm. Philip DeFranco, News Was news was Popping, and also the uh, KST, mm-hmm. Live Streams. Live Streams, YouTube was pushing Live Streams back then, and mm-hmm. people, uh, Korean content creators especially, they were like, you know, Re, uh, making tons of revenue off of live streams mm-hmm. and also like cutting them into edited versions. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was an amazing system. So like, mm-hmm. well, we should start that on K-pop too. Yeah. And for the shorts now, YouTube is pushing shorts tremendously. They're yeah. trying to compete with TikTok and stuff. And I'm like, we need to ride this trend. Yeah. So like, I'm more like market driven and trend driven. So mm-hmm. like, oh, that's where the cloud is at right now. That's yeah. where the money's at right now. Mm-hmm. Let's apply that to K-pop and our specialties. And, you know, and then we try to put our, like, passion and, you know, characteristics into that content. So that's how I approach Danny's, like, more like, oh, I just want to do this. Well, for me, <laughs> like,
1: you know, I mean, even if we don't make more money, I mean, we're, we can still live, you know, mm-hmm. we, we can still survive Yeah. at this point. So for me, like, I just want to do what I want to do but also yeah. at the same time I totally agree with David that like those kind of metrics mm-hmm. um, we need to be more data di- driven yeah and I think okay. um this is a thing that I think many YouTubers forget about it's like they don't really look at the data right
0: really yeah
1: yeah. I feel I feel like they don't look at the specific data
0: like in terms of like okay like, country like breakdown impressions CTR impression. and oh, stuff
1: okay. like that so I think those things are important Um, So for example, like a
2: great example is why we started the react shorts was we were looking at the data for our reactions for the past like two years. Mm. And what we noticed is people don't watch the intro. People don't watch our commentary. They don't care. Right. So like the retention rate goes up when we're actually reacting to the music video. Like it's like 80%. It's consistent. Mm -hmm. But once the music video stops and we start like commenting about the music video, it drops to like 20%. Mm -hmm. That means everyone's leaving eight out of... 10 people are leaving at our comment section. So we we just figured out like YouTube values like retention rate. Mm -hmm. If you want to make that 100%, why don't we just like leave out the commentary in yeah. the intro, just straight go to the shorts. And mm-hmm. their algorithm is pushing the shorts right now. Uh, so, like, yeah, it's, I it's see. a very, you know, specific, uh, strategic move. And yeah. it's very yeah. fun.
1: Honestly, like, just seeing the numbers go up, I, I enjoy that, too. <laughs> like, yeah. as, as much as I like passion-driven projects, mm-hmm. I also like seeing numbers go up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I understand <laughs> that. So, so you guys feel that most YouTubers, well, not most, but a lot just don't necessarily look as closely at the numbers i feel or like a, is it a choice
1: i feel like a lot of youtubers that I, should that would benefit from looking at the numbers don't okay. and then a lot of youtubers that really shouldn't look at the numbers like like starting out youtubers i mm-hmm. feel they look at the numbers too much oh that's that's mm. a common thing that i feel because like if you're st- just starting out honestly your sample size is so small that the mm-hmm. data that you have is like pretty much meaningless mm-hmm. and you should just focus on making good videos that you like mm-hmm. i think that's the first thing but then like a lot of people that i see around me that are starting out youtube they focus so much on like the analytics side of it mm-hmm. which i don't think is really accurate for them at that point
2: because they're looking at a sample of like a hundred people yeah exactly right
1: it's 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 pretty much meaningless so uh-huh. so i think those people look at their data too much mm-hmm. whereas a lot of big YouTubers, including sometimes us as well, mm-hmm. we don't look at our data enough. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Interesting. Because I mean, even if we don't look at our data, like, we still get, like, 100,000 views, uh-huh. you know, like, you know, on, for example, DK News. Yeah. Without no issues. So, like, it's it's like... We get kind of complacent, mm, but I, I feel like if we should definitely look at our data more.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I think there's like this conflict because um, people, normal people like us, we're not like celebrities or like super personality-driven people, right? So, no. <laughs> what was that? You
0: guys have you guys have a fault. Of course, you have a fault. I, of course.
1: Yeah, yeah. but I yeah, mean, we're I mean, boring people.
2: people. <laughs> I would say like we're on the boring side, but okay. um, like the. The algorithm, I mean, like, if you're a celebrity or if you're, like, a hyper-hype person that everybody likes. Like Logan Paul? No. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, those YouTubers, whatever they do, whatever content they put out, people watch it because it's fun. Mm. But for us, like, we have to tra- take a very strategic and right. data-driven approach yeah. because, I, honestly, we're not BTS, you know? Mm. Yeah. P- people won't watch, like, a Empty Chair. Mm. Like, Jungkook... I, I saw a video yesterday uh-huh. and Jungkook said like he want, he want, he wants to go to the bathroom. He left the room and like 600,000 people were watching him or something. Oh. An empty chair oh, wow. and that was like more than the Grammy viewership. What? So like we're, <laughs> we're not we're not that case. Yeah. So that's why we mm. kind of tr- try to like improve ourselves right, analyzing right, the content. Right. Mm. Yeah, stuff like
0: that. Okay. And
1: if you if anyone watching this wants to join our team then <laughs> oh, so you guys are looking for new team yeah, members we're, we're as well. Hiring.
2: Yeah,
0: you guys already have one person. Uh, we have an
2: editor. We have yeah. like two reporters. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, we have a whole team for Naked as well.
1: Also, we're. We have personalities that we pay for, too.
2: Oh, right. Yeah, like Sabini. Oh, right. Those people we all pay for. Kelsey. We don't pay for Kelsey, but we do collabs with her regularly. Collabs. Anyway, we're like diversifying (laughs) our content, (laughs) expanding our brand. Yeah.
0: You clearly have a whole team that you're working a lot of people to manage and stuff like that Um, and new content to manage as well. How do you keep everything organized? honestly
2: it's not very organized it's like mm. all over the place mm-hmm. uh, i, I keep honest. it organized well i don't think so <laughs> i mean like i would I say try like, to keep it organized yeah, he tries to keep it organized but like the thing is we get overwhelmed ourselves <laughs> mm-hmm. so like we kind of like miss stuff procrastinate ah. and, you know, yeah, like things are all over the place mm-hmm. and i mean yeah it's it, it's just hectic these days
1: mm. um yeah i think uh the I guess this is what every small business must go through probably like when they start expanding Mm -hmm. because it's like for uh, when it was like just us two or maybe just uh, us two plus one editor Mm -hmm. um, then like it's very easy to stay in tune without doing too much communication Mm -hmm. because we all know what each other are thinking and doing Mm -hmm. but then when it becomes like big Mm. then it's like kind of hard to keep track but I guess that's a skill that we gotta own yeah
0: so, like, would you say, any who is, like, full-time with you? How does that work?
1: Our editor, okay. also, on the Naked side, we have also some, uh, we have also, uh, like, an MD. Like, she's uh, basically d- doing everything. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. She's, it's uh, like, a startup, so, yeah, you know, a yeah. startups role. And, and then everybody else is, like, part-time. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay, I see. You don't have the money. <laughs> well,
0: you, guys, <laughs> you guys have enough to be paying people. I mean, that's... somebody's um, unpaid. Actually,
1: because for, for me, like, It's whenever I was a kid, Mm. um, like, you know, working. When you got into child labor and you got exploited and
2: stuff. (laughs) As a kid, as in like,
1: you know, 20, you know, when I was was younger Uh and when like my employers would not pay me properly or when I felt like I was undercompensated, Mm -hmm. I really, really started to like hate people in the job. So I know how that feels. So I tried my best to Mm -hmm. not be that boss. Um, probably somebody in our team thinks that I'm that boss
0: Oh, so yeah, who is the <laughs> more Oh, it's, So then who in your team is more um, The bad, not bad cop Bad cop? Yeah
1: I think I'm the bad cop
2: I don't know, I think we switch roles Oh, really? Day. Okay I mean, Sometimes
1: I feel like I'm usually the one who's saying like You gotta like Keep
2: up Okay Yeah Yeah, I, I try to say it in a more diplomatic way like, Okay you know, <laughs> I have Bless like you. one paragraph before, like <laughs> I understand you're going through a lot of stuff, you know. Mm. But despite that, you need you need to be professional. Well, stuff yeah. Like that, so. But he's just like, you need to do this. Mm. If you can't, if you can't I, keep up, no. I don't uh, like
1: being diplomatic because I feel like what what <laughs> <don't>
0: no <know>. what? <laughs> what what yeah, I just what I don't like being diplomatic. Okay, okay. Well, I guess. So and, and with the critic stuff, I honestly, I would have imagined or thought that the you guys were trying to go for more like right. attacking the Korean market in a way because it's mm, in Korean or no.
1: No, it's more like um, it. There's very few critics. First of all, the number of critics, music critics that are critiquing on K-pop in Korea, that, that market itself is very small. Mm-hmm. There's only like 20 to 30 people that oh. some people would call it credible okay um and he's one of those and Mm -hmm. among them to find somebody who speaks english it's it's uh there's only like two or three people okay yeah so it's um he was somebody who i already had previous connections with i see so i just got him to start the show Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean i'm going to Like swap him out for an English speaking (laughs) guy, but (laughs) but it was like he was the most accessible, and I I trusted. I read a lot of his reviews, and I thought he was very smart and knowledgeable. So okay, it's a nice way to put
0: it. I see. And why did you guys choose Subini?
2: Oh, um, she has a really nice personality. Yeah, and also um, she can. So we're constantly finding people that can add value to our channel that goes beyond our experience and our knowledge. So for example, Subini was actually in the K-pop scene. She was a trainee, she went through debut, she actually went on stage and music programs and stuff. So she knows the insider stuff. She knows how the trainee system works. Mm-hmm. So we don't, we, we have an indirect experience by hearing from the industry insiders, but yeah. like we're not her. Yeah. So like there are things she can only, like the details, you know, she can only describe. And I feel like bringing Subini on KST uh, brings that value to the to the content and people are actually loving it like they didn't know like how the lyric you know um what do you call it? distribution actually works what, what are there mrs on the um uh, concerts and stuff so that kind of info like you can't get anywhere so we're yeah. trying to bring uh, more personalities and people with uh their own expertise mm-hmm. on our channel yeah
0: well uh, okay, so with KST, I mean mm-hmm. it's live mm-hmm, right. and that leaves more room for possible cancellations. Yes, that was so, a very
2: big point of um concern
0: okay. in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now it's not as much, or is it just kind of like you're aware of how
1: to <laughs> I'm I honestly like I'm not David's very uh stressed out about those. And sensitive, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I guess for me it's like I no, some people will be offended no matter what mm, mm-hmm. i can't really change that and like if they were gonna leave for something that's like really i guess small mm-hmm. you know then um they were gonna leave sometime anyway okay i mean obviously i'm not gonna go out of my way to like say something like stupid at the same time it's like you know i don't want to be um tiptoeing on Egg shells okay. Because, like, if, if I have to do that, then
2: it's not fun for me anymore. Mm. And for
1: most of the viewers. Oh, I
2: see. But, but I believe that Danny has changed a lot <laughs> compared to the past. Yeah. He's become a lot more tame. Mm. And I'm, I'm proud of that. So. <laughs> so it's, it's more like
1: I've j- just gotten tired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> finally. Oh, thank you. Either <laughs> way,
2: <laughs> whether you were tired or you became more careful, like, the results are like you're being yo, more careful. I terrible. got a family to
0: oh my god okay on that note <laughs> hello everybody this is emily if you've reached this part of the interview that means you're at the end of part one so you can check back for part two next week in the meantime make sure to keep up with everything revolutionize the stage on our instagram and twitter at rev the stage pod thank you for listening see you next week bye bye